With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome into the Lakers Fast Break YouTube channel. I am your host, Magic Man, a.k.a. Sean Grice. Along with me is the host of Lakers Corner, Sir John Carlos. John, welcome to the show again. And hopefully we've got Gerald Glassford back from uh, some audio issue. Gerald's still working on it. But for the most part, uh, we're here. And, John, we're celebrating the Lakers championship win in the Inaugural in-season cup, man. Lakers defeat the Pacers 123-109. Score makes the game look a lot closer than than it really was, I thought, John. Um, You know, at times the the Lakers had uh, 11 or 12-point lead that was, like, whittled down to about five, but that's as close as Indiana really got it to it. Um, Yeah, they did. I think they did get within three at some point, but. The uh, Lakers held on, and um, as we're watching the celebration right now, uh, how do you feel about the uh, the inaugural win here, brother? Man, I love it, brother. I love it, and and it's funny because like prior to you know the Lakers winning it, I'm like, oh, this is just the in season tournament. It is what it is. But the more it started rolling along, and as the Lakers kept winning. I just felt better and better. And I was so excited about this, about this game coming into it because it was really going to be a chess match of the Pacers absolutely elite offense versus the Lakers killer defense. And man, that's exactly what we got. We got a great game. Like how you said, like the end of the score makes it seem like it was a little closer, but the Lakers controlled it the whole game. They were never able to completely run away with it, but they had control the entire game. Absolutely, John. You know, obviously what stands out tonight was uh, AD's performance just went it. I'm just going to say it, man. He went eight <laughs> offensively. He really did. Maybe this is spark that he needs offensively because he went AP tonight and it was awesome to see. He was at silverback gorilla in the monkey house, man. It was dominance on both ends. I thought Isaiah Jackson tried to do his best, but for the most part, John, whether it was Miles Turner, Jackson, or Obi Toppin, uh, AD just had his way, man. I, I think it was his best performance all year, top to bottom, offensively, defensively. 
Uh, did you notice a, a bit of a change in his uh, intensity? Because he had that mean mug. He had that mean mug. And I haven't seen that on him in a while. So what did you make of AD's performance, John? Man, brother, I'll tell you what, I definitely noticed. And it was like, for us Lakers fans, like, if you think of, like, this game, Anthony Davis versus, like, that first game when Anthony Davis played against Yusuf Nurkic and the Suns, and Yusuf Nurkic outplayed him and out-hustled him, like, you just have to think, like, is it just an effort thing? Like, are you just choosing when to try or when not to try? Because it does look like a complete different player out there tonight. Um, I know Doc Rivers said it on the on the broadcast, but that one play that made me realize AD was just a different animal, like how you said, going a tonight, was when he brought the ball, he got the rebound. D'Lo was over here waiting for the ball. He thought D'Lo, he wanted D'Lo to bring the ball up court, but AD just took the ball down court. He didn't even wait to get in position and D'Lo fed, fed it to him. He just took it to him. He said, Isaiah Jackson cannot guard me. Everybody on this team is too small, especially when Miles Turner fouled out. When Miles Turner fouled out, AD knew it was time to eat. 100%, John. 100%. Um, look, as, as vaunted as that uh, offense is, and man, they're fun to watch, even if they're, even if they're not, not scoring 125 points. Uh, but their defense is bad. And did, I thought the advantage tonight, John, would have uh, me and Gerald talked about in the pregame is that we both had the num- same number in mind, one twenty. If the Lakers, if the Lakers kept the game to under one twenty, uh, felt pretty good about it. So one twenty three, one oh nine is about where me and Gerald thought that if the game went that way, it'd be the Lakers. Like even at halftime, I know a lot of people were might have been a little nervous because we were. We're only up uh, 60 to 58. It was really close. So, I mean, the adjustments made in the third quarter, we have to give Ham his props, brother. He came to play in the third quarter. Very good adjustments. Lakers were able to extend the lead from five at halftime to 11. Uh, how did you make uh, with Ham's adjustments here in the, in the uh, third quarter? I, I honestly I honestly love them, brother. I think honestly, to be real, from fr- from the beginning, like Darvin Ham came out with such a great a great like defensive plan for for Tyrese Halliburton, which is I mean that's that's the their, their number one guy. You have to game plan for a number one option. But I mean, like one thing that I was thinking about is like at the end of that first quarter, Tyrese Halliburton had two turnovers at the end of that first quarter. If you look at it, the last two games, he had zero. So like, you just have to think about the traps that they were sending, like Tyrese Halliburton and doc, doc even talked about this as well in the broadcast. Like Tyrese Halliburton was for, he was not able to play up and down like how he likes to play. He used to, he usually gets up and down the court, whether it's a make or miss shot, he's flying down court. The Lakers had either Jared Vanderbilt or Cam Reddish every single time ready, picking him up damn near at half court, maybe even extended half court. And it, he just couldn't, he couldn't get anything going. Like it, I, one thing I like to say is like, you know, when I'm playing basketball with some of my friends is I say is like, look, if I do my work early and I just don't let you get in rhythm, like, Ain't nothing you could do, but one, but some great players, once they get the ball, it's too late that they're going to get in rhythm, but the Lakers were able to just honestly let it, not let them get anything going. I know in the fourth, they started to get them going a little bit more. He's ran a little bit more ISOs and whatnot, but by then, like they just, I feel like the Pacers were defeated, especially when Miles Turner fouled out. I feel like the Pacers as a whole was like, yeah, this is it right here. Hundred percent, man. Uh, and he didn't even stay on the bench. He walked right to the locker room. Didn't even stay with these guys. So frustrated. 
Uh, I loved it personally. And uh, John, we have to give him credit where credit is due. I mean, and and you said what I noticed a lot too was uh, it it wasn't just one one focus on him. It wasn't just Vando. By the way, Vando dragging his ass ninety four feet made a huge difference. But the the big difference was that length. It kept Halliburton from using his safety valves there in the corner. I mean, he really loves to run those pin downs where Turner or Smith can set a screen for him or t- and then top and brown or healed or open in the corner. There was very little of that going on, John. They were able to disrupt it and it almost it almost felt like there was a ghost around Hall- Hallie. I- I'm not sure if he's going to talk about that, but um I think he saw ghosts a little bit, especially with those crossing routes being disturbed. There was a huge difference between uh, Vando and Reddish covering him and when Torian Prince was on him. It was it was big time. And for their credit, even when he got Prince on him, Hallie couldn't do much. So it was a great it was a great five man unit defensively at times with him on there. And I applaud them because as Gerald said, the best defensive performance of the year. Absolutely. Man, absolutely. And, uh, as we welcome in uh, Joe Soar to the show. Joe, welcome in. Thank you. Uh, any thoughts about the game? I, I got bits and pieces of it in the first half. I did get a chance to see almost the entire fourth quarter. Wow. Um, I, 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 I think... I think the Lakers have found something in in uh, Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt. Those guys looked like rabid, or at least from bits bits and pieces. I didn't, I have to watch the whole game, but I did get a chance to see a little bit in the fourth quarter. They were rabid dogs all over it's, Halliburton. It's Cerberus with those three. They're yeah. the three dogs yeah. at the gates of hell. It was, it was, yeah. I, I just did not, I am surprised still at how much Cam, and why, why would, why would we not be surprised? Cam Reddish had not shown any initiative before he came to LA apparently, right? He, he was known as a bust. He was known as a guy that, didn't maybe have the talent, couldn't get along with coaches, couldn't get enough playing time. And usually when a player doesn't get enough playing time, usually it's because he's not good enough. But in their mind, they are. Uh, and in the past, you've seen that. You've seen why they don't get enough time. But Cam Reddish has bought into his role. And Jared Vanderbilt, whatever that thing was on his foot, geez, he looks better now than he did last year. <laughs> and um, so good for good for that little injury. I don't know if he was able to hone in on himself mentally, but we, the Lakers, the last couple games have shown, geez, have shown that they might be ready to finally get to a place here with this, with this team to where they can start scaring some people. And we, we were hoping that this would be it from the beginning and looking at some of the statistics, looking at some of what what has kind of been involved with the fact that the Lakers have been playing a very, very uh, difficult schedule, 
dealing with the fact that a lot of these defensive stalwarts have been injured and they are extremely valuable to how this team runs. I saw today, especially in the fourth, what I saw in 2020. AD turning into freaking, uh, it's not Superman. He turned into the Hulk. 40 and 20 and four blocks and five. I mean, this is MVP AD that the league has been waiting for. Now, I'm going to temper my expectations on this because we know AD tends to take breaks, but if he's going to play like this and these kind of games, I'll take it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go crazy about it. Uh, LeBron did his thing. And then of course the boys, Austin Reeves, can't forget that, man. I, I was, I was very, very happy. I, I, I really was. I was at Benny Hanna's for, for a birthday party. I was getting vehicles. I was working. I was fixing vehicles. Today it was a freaking mashup today uh, on a Saturday. Usually I don't work this much on a Saturday, but I had a lot going on, but I was still able to catch the most important part, which is the fourth quarter, and watch them pretty much put the clamps on uh, on, on Indiana those, those last six minutes and, and showed them show championship medal. And uh, would you guys say the in-season in tournament was a success? Looks like we were wrong again on that one. <laughs> Absolutely a success. Well, yeah, I mean, now now we can officially say we have 17 championships and an in-season tournament cup. So all those chowder heads can go suck on an orchard apple and deal with it. And I I want, speaking of the chowder heads, you guys want to win a really hilarious argument with 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 the the Celtics fans if they ever bring up and they do bring it up especially that weasel what's his name uh, Simmons Bill Simmons Bill Simmons remember guys the Buffalo Braves and the Boston Celtics switched ownerships so if anybody comes at you with something about well you guys didn't really win blah 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 tell them that story. And they'll quickly shut up and go away. Not that it matters. Most of them don't even know their own. I know more about the Boston Celtics than 90% of the Celtics fans that I've run into. But that's because we're sports people. We know we know this stuff. But just remember, guys, there's a there's a there's a retort to every one of these putting things down, and they're gonna start talking about trust me, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to get in an extended conversation with anybody named Sully or Donnie <laughs> from South yes. Boston. No, not no, worth no. your time. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think I'd like to have some fun with that, but that's a that's a that's a that's something for maybe later. But uh, we're getting a, a few uh, new newbies on the show. Uh, one derogatory, everything else pretty positive for the guy that sent the derogatory comment. I wipe my ass with it, and uh, that's 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 the end of it. <laughs> and uh, we also have the Podfather in the house. Hopefully, this time with no audio issues. Well, thank you so much, Sean. Uh, and uh, sorry, yeah, I John, didn't even about know we were. I didn't even know we were live. So what the thing was, is, that, that was. I hit start, and my computer I know you crashed. Did. That's why, that's my why when I hit go live, I hit start because when it, I hit go live, it said you are already live. Yes. I said, "Oh, really? We are already live." Because I don't. But the thing is, that, I was so I helpless. That little I, I could not, in the little left-hand corner there, Gerald. But I couldn't. I couldn't communicate to you guys because my mic, because it was crashed, it mm-hmm. went dead. 
So I'm sitting here like almost like a thing in a box, like it's okay. <laughs> just, just just let you know, Google won't be mad at what we were saying. You're still yeah. gonna have no, it. I saw everything until oh, I restarted okay. my entire computer. I was helpless to go ahead and, and do anything about it because it just was like my computer just like said, No, you're not working today. Uh, but Me I was able John to restart were good. it. We didn't, everything was we didn't pull Bill Riley or Joe. No, no, we're good. I'll fix it for the uh, oh, for people on the audio, so the audio will never know what's so, going on. But so, uh, Gerald, it's not to watch the, the video. La- on. The Lakers are the uh, inaugural in-season tournament champions. Yes. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I, I feel the first of all, I'm thankful that the chop blocked Mike McConnell and the nut shot on AD did not prove to be fatal for both those guys. And that my words would not be prophetic and true about the sudden injury being in the you know inaugural cup. Am I still worried about the Lakers burning off so much energy? Yes, I am. I, I'm going to see where we have to pay. You shake your head, no, but you know what? You, you we did last year, Joe. We burned too much energy and we we gassed out in the playoffs. So yes, I am worried about that again, and as well you should be. But again, they're champions. I'm happy. Might as well got to get the cash. Went for the bag. They got it. Uh, but I do want to go ahead and give a big shout out to our super chatters, Darren, and also as well, uh, little Chris John. Thank you so much for your for your super chats. Talking about the concern you have for Rui Hashimura. Rui Hashimura played a very small amount again tonight. Is this something where you're seeing where Rui is just in certain games, certain matchups, is not going to get a chance to play very much tonight, guys? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll take this one quick uh, at first, and then you guys can go ahead and jump into it. But, I mean, I think that, like, this league is all about matchups, you know, and you got to understand that on a different – on an every different night, you're going to have, you know, different matchups. And 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 uh, it's funny because Joe was talking about that 2020 team, right? And when we think of that 2020 run, there was a lot of – there was different series where either Dwight had play, – was played, played a vital role for us or Dwight was just sitting on the bench because matchups just didn't favor, favor him and – that's exactly how I feel about this situation here with Rui. Like, at times, it's great. It's great to have him out there because the, the matchups favor us. But I think that tonight just, just just really wasn't his night. And hopefully, same thing for Christian Wood. The, the matchups didn't really favor him. But because of how great they are, because they add depth to play, to to that three or four position, to, that's where we really need depth at, to back up Bron. I, I mean, you you want to see him back out there. But tonight just wasn't their night. I don't, I don't, I don't think too deep into it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> 
<laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, so to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Just a great defensive performance overall. Exactly what you wanted. And Joe, we were proven wrong as far as Vando coming back, Cam Reddish coming back. Uh, We're providing length, uh, versatility. Uh, Even Max Christie had some moments, although he had a bonehead moment too that uh, I guess we don't want to really go into. But he had a great pass, uh, contributed to the team overall in a a positive fashion. Everybody tonight, uh, except for Rui uh, and maybe Jackson Hayes as well, got a really chance to shine tonight and have some good moments. Actually, Gerald, I would say Jackson Hayes played his best seven minutes as a Laker. Okay. Well, you, he did. It, it won't show up. It won't show up on the box score, but yes, he did have some moments where he was given some outstanding hustle. Needed Joe? somebody to, needed somebody to do it. Gerald. We can't expect uh, Christian Wood to grab those weak side rebounds. Yeah. Your thoughts, Joe, let me get you uh, on, the, again. I, and I, I was able to catch most of the second half, all of the fourth. Uh, I missed a lot of the first half. But what I did notice was there was this. I noticed there was this uh, energy that was just flowing through the entire team. When, when, when chemistry starts to form, you could almost see the switches. You could see getting around the screens. You could just see it. And what happened towards the end was Indiana got tired of exerting energy. So they just started heaving threes. To me, that is the ultimate, other than maybe New Orleans, just physically quitting this last game. I saw a team towards the end there in Indiana quit on doing the basics because and became what they, what most teams do, what most uh, gym and YMCA games be. After a while, they get so tired, they just start heaving shots. That's what they did. And I am one of those people who who appreciates tearing the opponent's heart out and showing it to them. And the Lakers did that twice. One was more aggressive against New Orleans. The other was more, tell, show us what you got. And we'll, we'll, we'll tell you exactly who you are. And we saw him clanking three after three, just stupid shots. Shots that a Rick Carlisle team shouldn't be doing. And Rick Carlisle is by far, other than maybe, uh, and for a while there, he was in the one spot. Of course, Steve Kerr and, and Popovich have taken one and two spots for me. But Rick Carlisle is one of the more irritating coaches you'll ever watch play against. His That, that, that flip... Uh, call on the on the coaches challenge was like I almost I yelled I yelled so loud and Benny Hanna's I thought I was going to get kicked out I was I was so pissed off that they overturned that call and then they came back and hit a three mind you I I, I was still comfortable that we we're going to win the game but the fact that I had to sit there for almost 10 minutes to have them switch that stupid call for them from that goddamn coach always seems to get the right he's the guy that always called a timeout after a 2-0 run that's why he's an irritating coach. And Rondo proved it. Everyone used to tell me, everyone used to tell me, Rick Carlisle is cool. He's a this and he's that. And then Rondo goes to Dallas. And granted, people still blamed Rondo, 
But I'm like, you see, guys, you see, it's not just me. And Rondo's not this. Rondo's might not be the the the, the I guess the easygoing type. But to me, Rondo's more of my ilk. You know, the, the guy knows who he is, what he wants, and what he does. And usually, guys like Rick Carlisle don't call, Carlisle don't like guys like that. They usually don't, which is probably why he's not in Dallas anymore. Not a care, you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm where I'm going with that. So beyond all that, it just it just it, it, it's not only the win; it's how they've won the last two games that made this so satisfying. They have played dominant. They played dominantly. Even when the game was close, you never really felt like they were going to lose. Because, you know, Indiana's a good team. They can they can go on a run and, and do some damage. But I never felt that the Lakers were going to lose this game any time during the game. And in the end, they put, a, they put their foot to their throats. AD just hitting six straight free throws at the end. Fabulous, fabulous performance. Uh, although I am... Very, very curious because one of our our, our our panelists here, or I should say one of our fans here, uh, mentioned why did AD not get the MVP? I think AD deserved the MVP for the last two games. It's over It's over the course of the entire uh, tournament is what happened. Oh, I know, but I think AD earned it. I think he played really well during the tournament. Well, LeBron played well in that, that semifinal game too. Don't forget. Yeah, that's, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Le- LeBron. LeBron had four really good games in the in the tournament. AD had three, in, and that's including this one. So okay, okay. How can you go wrong with either one? Let's just that it's one. not. I just was surprised. I thought this was AD's uh, MVP, but the, I don't really. The, fun, the the funniest part about this whole thing was that they got medals, and then Cam Reddish took his off, and then couldn't find it. He was looking around for his medal. Like Emmett Smith was looking for his helmet at the That's Super Bowl. Thurman Thomas. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Thurman Thomas. My bad. Double T. Double T indeed. That's a, it's a way back. Uh, but it is the Lakers. Big win. 123-109. to Probably the best defensive performance from a standpoint of a team that's such a high-octane team. And, John, let's get you back in here, my friend. Truly appreciate it. Check out Lakers Corner. Again, John, sorry for all the trouble at the beginning. My you have a 12-year-old system, and it just <laughs> said, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. But when you got going like the Lakers did, they were able to hold off. It was very nervous for us throughout the game because they never were able to really establish a large lead in the game. Indiana, give them credit. They were always able, even though they were terrible shooting, a lot of it based off the Lakers' defense, still were able to stay within 10 points the whole time. How nervous were you as far as Indiana maybe going on a run? They did on a couple times where they got close, but never could get over the hump. I'll be honest. I think, you know, Joe said it best. I feel like the entire game, like I was never, I was never worried. Like I was never like, wow, I feel like we're going to just lose control of this game only because I just feel like uh, we were just a more, we were just a more dominant team. Right. And I, I honestly also think back to uh, the, the, our playoff series that we had against the Warriors last year. Like there was some games where it was like, okay, well, like maybe it's kind of tough to stay with Curry out there. But at the end of the day, like if, we were, I feel like we were the better team. And when we resort to what we do, which is dominating in the paint, like there wasn't much that the Warriors were able to do. And in this game, I feel very similar. Like when Anthony Davis got it through, got it in his head, which I mean, he finished tonight with 41 points, 20 rebounds. He def- definitely did that. He definitely put it in his head that nobody could stop him. But 
there was times down court, and me and Sean were talking about this, you know, at, at first, like there was times down court where he would just get the ball and take it himself. Wouldn't even need a, a D'Lo to set him up. Wouldn't even need Bron to set him up. He was just being so like so aggressive. And I just think that the Pacers had absolutely no answer for that. So as when the Pacers got, you know, got within three and that fourth, I was maybe like, okay, this is probably the closest they've ever been. But at the end of the day, like the Lakers just needed to tighten up because if any run that the Pacers were going on, it was a late, it was by the Lakers fault. Like they were turning the ball over. They were play, playing silly on the other end. But at the end of the day, that like, you know, like how Joe said, I felt pretty confident the entire game because I just feel like we were the far better team and we had, the best two players out there on the court T- tonight. Tyree Tyler Burton didn't show up and, you know, not, not even to his fault, but more to the Lakers credit. Like me and Sean were talking about the amazing play of Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt picking them up early and doing their work early on Tyree Tyler Burton. So he can't get a rhythm. So he can't get going because once he gets a rhythm, then, then it's dangerous for the entire, the, the entire team. Cause he, he's getting himself going double start drawing him. He's a great passer. He can find all these all these uh, shooters on the outside. But like I said, man, the Lakers did their work early, didn't let them get going downhill, make them, made a move side to side. And honestly, that was all the Lakers needed to be able to get this win. So I felt pretty good throughout the entire game. Once again, the Lakers do win 123 to 109 to win the inaugural NBA Cup. Magic Man, I said at the start of the season, I'm exactly was not in love with this process as far as the IST, but I'm glad Joe and myself uh, were proven wrong in that sense. The Lakers still kind of concerned that they played this game. And as far as it's concerned, hopefully they will not feel it on the back end that the Lakers will somehow find a way to buy AD and LeBron some rest at some point in time in the season. Are you concerned at all with that, Magic Man, as far as after such a high-octane performance, a great defensive performance, but also a lot of energy burned by the Lakers? Not so much, Joe. Uh, Can I have three days off? I, I, two days because they come I back. On they Tuesday. played on the twelfth. They play Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, so they get the tenth, eleventh, and then part of the twelfth. Part of the twelfth, too. Okay, just, whatever. No. Yeah, it, no, I think that that's enough time. That's enough okay. time off. And yes, cool, bro. Blame it on him. Blame him. Look your mom right in the face and blame, blame him. him because I'm him. Because <laughs> then your mom can blame Gerald, and that won't be good because then Gerald's going to have to I always get the blame. An, ang- an angry mom. Uh, but uh, actually, SC for Life brought it. Uh, he was also a great part, and this magic man like you, a sensational part of our playback.tv slash live Lakers fast break live coverage. Uh, I want to ask you real quick, getting Turner – was a big key in getting him into foul trouble. He was their only source of inside uh, defense. The Lakers, 86 points. Doobie called it. Let's give a shout-out to Doobie. 90 points in the paint. He called that early on, and he almost got it right to the T. 86 points in the key, my friend. The Lakers only made two three-pointers, but that didn't matter. The Lakers won because they were able and smartly Instead of just saying, okay, this is an extra game. We don't need to worry about stats. We can chuck up as many threes as we want. Let's take it inside. Let's put a barrage of layups, layup line again and again. I'm glad they stuck with it because that ultimately was the way it paid off, Magic Man. 
Yeah, considering the fact that uh, it was about five and a half minutes left before we hit our first three in the third quarter, um, just to attack the paint. Right? I mean, we at one point we started one for twelve from mid range and deep. AD was the only only basket outside of fifteen feet. For God's sakes, uh, the fact of the matter is that their interior defense is garbage, uh, even with even with Miles Turner and Tom, I, I know you like five out basketball and you like the idea of uh, a playing style, but what the hell has Miles Turner ever done to make you think he's an impact player? How many times has Indiana been to the playoffs with Miles Turner, Gerald? Uh, not too many. I think once that they once or twice, correct? Playing and yeah, okay. If you want, when want, they got really, they, I think they got want. their their ass handed to them on that, like a in a play in game. Yeah. yeah, they did. They to the Wizards. Yeah, to I remember Wizards. that game. Yeah, so this guy does not impact winning, Gerald. He doesn't impact winning. Don't tell and, Tom that. And well, you know, it's about time AD took guys who aren't about winning and took them to school. He got right in his chest tonight, Gerald. Right in Miles Turner's chest. Did you see that face he made? Which AD. one? He made a he had a couple of mean mugs tonight. Yes. That's the AD we want, right, Joe? Oh yes. Uh, I'm him yelling at the top of his lungs. Uh, that block at the six and a half minute mark that ended up uh, with a Cam Reddish runaway dunk. Man, those are the plays that mean more than just two points. That's that's when you start sinking that that dagger into the chest a little deeper, and yeah. Yeah, I'm with. I was. I was very, very with. Not only the the winning, but the way they won was. I mean, I, I'm sure Adam Silver was sitting back, going, "Man, this could not have gone as good. This is exactly what I wanted for this damn thing." And it turned out that LeBron God and AD and company did exactly that, and they did it in Vegas. And again, it, it was the thing is, we. We are wrong again on this, and to some degree, the play-in. The play-in, the reason why I don't like the play-in is I don't like everyone to make the playoffs or to be involved with it. I I, I feel like in a lot of t- a lot of times I know it's not, but eight is too much. But that's another discussion for another time. But my thing is, I, I don't – I'm more excited about – I'm just excited because the Lakers are playing well. It just so happened that they won this thing that we have never seen before. And if you're going to be there, win it. And for the motivation for the players is, hey, man, the guys that are getting minimum contracts, they just they just got 500 grand in one day. I don't know too many people out there that are making 500,000 in a day other than maybe Otani now for the next 50 years. So I, I don't... I, Look, let's win. It's about winning, right? And the Lakers won. The Lakers, for for us, for the future here, the near future, they are playing a way that we want them to play. Not only winning, but they're winning the way we want them to win on top of it. 
And as far as them getting burnt out, Gerald, at this point, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. These are professional athletes. They know their bodies. They know their training. I'm not going to worry about it. I, I don't. I don't think I need to. If, if something were to happen in a couple months because of it, well, let, life sucks sometimes. It is what it is. But I think the Lakers should just continue to do what they're doing, improve as much as they can, game in and game out. And God willing, they they stay healthy and they 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 have the depth that they're going to have. And then let's let's see if we can uh, be the first team to win both titles here in the same season. I think we'd be we'd be the only team to do that. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, John, let me ask you this. And once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Lakers do win 123 to 109. A lot of great new faces out there. If you have not already liked and subscribed, please do so to get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break podcast. John from the Lakers corner is here. Let me ask you a question. Did your life pass in front of your eyes when McConnell did that chop block on LeBron James in the second half? Yes, absolutely. When when LeBron, you talking about when LeBron James went down? Yeah, when he did the chop block right oh, there on his knee. God, man, my I was uh, exactly what Joe said. So I've been trying to have that mindset of just like, all right, you know what? We just gonna play. It is what it is. But when LeBron went down, I was like, oh man, this is all. This could be all over quick. Also, when AD on the other end got hurt, I believe it was like his elbow or something. He was, I was hoping he was just going to just bounce back really quick, but he stayed on the other side of the floor. We, we had it under AD got hit in the nuts. AD, okay, yeah, he got hit in the nuts, and then he was just stuck for a little bit. I didn't know it was the nuts at first. I was like, uh oh, man. With, with Anthony Davis, I'll be honest, like anytime he goes up, I'm like, Ugh, like I'm just kind of like waiting for something to happen, but for, to, to see him be able to get back out I and mean, stay out there and play through it. You love to see it. I love to see it. I ain't going to lie, man. Sean, let me ask you this. Uh, truly appreciate again, all the things that you were doing today, our pregame hosting the playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live coverage, and then stepping in as my computer crashed <laughs> with you and John again, my apologies for that, my friend. I don't care, Gerald. I like. I care. Thing. I was embarrassing I I to me. Yeah, I was see, my fault. See, I don't care. I've I've thrown up on this show. We've we've gone live. We've gone live, and it's. Gone I'm throwing to, you flowers, it's, it's man. To, it's, it's. I know. Thank you. It's gone to hell. We've been through every just about everything on this on this okay. LFB experience, Gerald. It's oh. just one more in the can. One more in the can, indeed. But let me ask you this. With a defensive performance like this, do you really think the Lakers can sustain it? I know that the next two games, the back-to-back, here we go again, Tuesday, Wednesday, another back-to-back, which obviously have not been great for us this season. Great on the front end, terrible on the back end. But do you see that overall theme where the Lakers can use this as momentum for a better season, a much better season going forward? Uh, yes, and um Gerald, I know we're talk we're I know we're talking about um a team that's just lost their sixteenth straight game, but do you really expect the Lakers to even go one and one on that back to back? Yeah, I think I think a one and one. I think they could do one and one. I, I although again, will they be so will there be just a crash and burn type scenario? Or are they see, emotionally I, see, spent? That's what See, I'm I, I, I'm, I'm thinking you need to go three and zero. Really, Joe? Uh, word is Kyrie might not be available Tuesday, which is okay. a huge boost. And I 
fully expect the Lakers to beat Dallas if Kyrie's not playing and beating San Antonio in both those games. Now, let's say the Lakers are tired. And I I just want them to be competitive. I I don't want them to get blown out by San Antonio. That's kind of my hope. Now, the other thing is you've got a good spread on next week's schedule. You've got, obviously, you're not going to play here for another couple nights. You go in Tuesday in Dallas, throw a nice smackdown. It's an early game. And then the following night, you fly to San Antonio. You play them. Then you have another break. You don't have to worry about traveling. Play San Antonio, and then you don't have to worry about going back home until next Monday. So I would say you're you're looking at a front. Uh, you're looking at a a favorable spread on this, uh, especially with the competition that you're playing against. I'd like to see them play. I'd like to see them win these games because before Christmas, you're playing a pretty pretty strong schedule. San Antonio got Phoenix twice. They haven't won a game since. It's been almost five weeks since they won a game. It's crazy. Gerald, they're going to be all over the Lakers. I, we don't even need to go into this. They've do you, got, do you they've smell got, a trap? They've got 41 home games. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They get up for only a few of them when they're this bad. And we're one of them. They get up for it. The, Joe, Joe can shake his head all he wants. I know for a fact that these, these people who pay a lot of money for season tickets, Gerald, they have voices. And the voices in that front office tell these teams, you know what? The Lakers are coming into town. Our people pay a lot of money for those box suites. And they pay a lot of money for those season tickets. So we really want – there's an extra motivation for beating the Lakers. There always is. There always will be. And it will continue. I don't want to lose to a team that's lost 16 in a row, Gerald. I hate playing teams like this. I hate playing teams like this because it is – you call it a trap. It's not It's not a trap, though. They've lost 16 in a row. They're not – they don't want to lose – 20 in a row here, Gerald. Nobody does. No, so they, I get it. I they really it, but... need to take advantage of this and just sweep this Texas triad here. Just sweep them. But do you know Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Admiral Akbar, he is going to call out the trap on this one, my friend. Yeah, you know he, he will. will. He will. Yeah. Uh, John, let me bring it back to you, my friend. <laughs> you know he will, John. John, let me bring it back to you. When it comes to the Lakers and they continue to play like this, you're encouraged now. And a lot of the people out there in our chat were telling us, hey, for weeks, you know, it's up to Vando getting back. Wait till Vando getting, gets back. Wait till Vando gets back. Wait till Reddish gets back fully in the lineup. Wait till Rui comes back. Uh, although we haven't seen Rui be truly effective as of yet, we've seen Vando in spots. He's not really still at a point where I think uh, Vando can be, especially on the offensive end, but he's giving us a lot of the hustle on the defensive end. The Lakers have become a little bit better team in the rebounding part, uh, in the rebounding area, a lot more offensive rebounds. You saw tonight, a lot more effective in the paint. I think it's been nothing but a win-win since Vando has come back, and I think it's been a key. Despite the fact he's only playing 10 to 20 minutes a game, it's still the fact his presence out there for the team has installed a new defensive identity that I think has really helped the Lakers. 
Absolutely. No, I I I love Jer- I love Jared Vanderbilt and his and his presence. And it's exactly that. It's uh and it's kind of similar to the way I feel with with Cam Reddish. It's like if you can give us some offensive production, if you can knock down one of those corner shots when we got we got a LeBron James coming downhill defense crashes if you can knock down one of those corner shots by all means great that's just a plus but what we got you here for is to anchor this perimeter defense we know who we got inside we know we got the big man we know we got the real defensive player of the year in there but we need to we need to at least have like somewhat of a reliable perimeter defense especially with how guard heavy this league is and you know having cam reddish having jared vanderbilt i mean like i i I know, I know we know us Lakers fans don't, don't feel too high about, you know, Torian Prince, but I mean, realistically, like Cam Reddish, Torian Prince and Jared Vanderbilt are like, in a way, kind of the same, the, the same players, like three and D players who are just going to give us some amazing defense. Now, granted, Cam Reddish has been playing, you know, better than, than Torian Prince at knocking down the those corner shots, being a little bit more consistent on the offensive end. But defensively, man, I just think that you're just, you just hit, uh, copy paste with Cam Reddish, Jared Vanderbilt, and Torian Prince, and honestly, it, it as a Lakers fan, it, it only it only helps me feel better um, as 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 playoffs comes around. As you know, we're, when when deep in the playoffs, it, you know, if we do end up facing a, a Celtics where we got what we're talking about, their guards of Drew Holiday, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, like not saying that those are our three perimeter defenders are going to be able to stop them, but. If if we we just got with these great players, you just have to make them think. You just have to th- give them different looks, and I think that between those three guys, constantly rotating them, I feel I feel very very good about our our perimeter defense. And then just real quick, one thing I did want to add because I I don't I haven't heard like a lot of none of us really add on it is like Austin Reeves like. Yes, he's great perimeter defender, but like twenty eight points off the bench, like twenty eight point. This man has found his role, his niche, like. This is him. Darvin Hammond in in an interview said, like, he can come off the bench and he leads that second unit. If he wants to give it up, he gives it up. If he wants to take all them shots, he takes all them shots. And you just love to see it, man. And especially with a guy with a low ego, he doesn't care. Starting, coming off the bench, 28 points was magical for us tonight. Magical. Well, again, with him, with his defensive inefficiencies, it's just so great to see him coming off the bench, playing against second teams, but also as well, taking advantage of a team like this where who as you know by their design don't take very many risks as far as going in far as those matchups hunting people out very much sean you know when you see with ar ar was able to go ahead and take advantage of it stay on the court and especially in that first half magic man he was really able to go ahead and have a really nice first half that really propelled him to having a great game and so as long as he was holding the ball against tj mcconnell which you know was shaky for a little while there. Otherwise, he was having a really good game and and props to him for that, Sean. Yes, props to him for that as well, Gerald. Absolutely. Joe, what are your thoughts when you see a Austin Reeves coming off the bench? You want him to get back into the starting lineup, but uh, you know, I I like what uh, John's saying and Darvin Ham is saying as well that maybe he should be coming off the bench to continuing, you know, the, his great play from there. It's it's interesting that we did that this has become what it's become. Uh, I believe a couple of years ago, we may have talked on the show that we thought that Austin Reeves would be a guy that would be on, would be a six man on a championship team. And last year we kind of got lulled into thinking he was possibly an all-star type, uh, best 
the third best player on the team. And that still might be the case, but looking at how the the roster has been constructed this summer, I, uh, is it any surprise that if, if Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt are going to continue to be these defensive stalwarts at 6'8 and 6'7 guarding guards and the perimeter, Woo! and then you got AD anchoring that, and then you have Austin coming off the bench, I think the, the combination there is, is probably why this is working. Uh, I thought maybe putting back Austin instead of maybe, let's say, Torian Prince – I don't know. You know, I, I at this point we we we've been playing around back and forth on on what to do, what not to do. Some of it we've been right on, some of it we've been wrong on. Maybe we start. Maybe we need to start just focusing on matchups, just like uh, John was saying. I remember in the in the playoffs as well. There were times where where Dwight Howard was an integral part of the rotation. There were times where he wasn't, and. Maybe that's what needs to happen here. We need to kind of just let every game be its own thing and let Darvin Ham, I guess, adjust as best he can to what he's playing against. What they did tonight in terms of Cam, especially on Halliburton, was they he used his length and his energy to distract him. In a league where the reason why you got a lot of these guys who are going off is because – People don't play defense as, as, as well consistently on a night-to-night basis. The Lakers, the last two nights, played 90s-type defense, suffocating, in-your-face, good rotations, not letting screens affect their the, the, the distances between them and, 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 and their opponents. And then, of course, A.D., being the anchor, being the guy that said, yeah, you're going to come try to get a layup. No, nah, I'm going to block this. It went into LeBron's hands, and then all of a sudden, LeBron catches Cam Reddish uh, on a seam, and then boom. That stuff is beautiful basketball. The NBA saw beautiful old school with new school basketball tonight, and it could not have happened at a better time. I'm telling you, if you sat with Adam Silver tonight and said, Adam, what was the best part about tonight? It was, number one, obviously, the Lakers in it because they're obviously the biggest franchise in the world, the NBA. The other is we got a taste, the, the people who were paying attention, which was a lot apparently, got a taste of the fundamentals that we want in basketball, and you got a good show in terms of scoring. So there we are. We got everything we wanted tonight, especially as Laker fans. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. Welcome. It's one of our biggest crowds in many weeks. Thanks so much for joining us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. The Lakers are now the first inaugural NBA Cup champions as they win on the Las Vegas Strip with a 123 to 109 victory over the Indiana Pacers. Absolutely fantastic game, Sean, from Anthony Davis. Two totally dominating performance. This is the AD we want to see. Just like you, it did such an incredible job, along with Laker Nick on our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break live coverage. AD held his own and then some tonight as well. Yeah, he sure did, Gerald. Uh was uh, forced defensively in the first half, um, quiet 17 points, and then decided to uh, take over in the uh, the fourth quarter. Overall, it's probably obviously his best game of the year. Look, I want to see him win Defensive Player of the Year. 
But if Minnesota keeps playing like this, he's not gonna get it. That's tough, Sean. I ain't gonna lie because I, I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer that like he got robbed of it last year. Like he should have been he should every year that he's out there, if he plays enough games, he's supposed he's supposed to be defensive player of the year. Like and I've been I've been quoted this as saying on, on, on my on my Lakers channel a lot. Like Jaron Jackson got it off sympathy because AD didn't play enough games. Like that's why J, Triple J got it. And and I mean, like how many how many times are we gonna see Rudy be this great defensive player in the in the regular season and then get played off the court in the playoffs? Like it, at some point, we have to stop rewarding this man and giving him the defensive player of the year. Like it, it, it needs to go to AD. That is a great point. Like Minnesota Timberwolves are playing amazing. I know they're number one seed or whatnot, but I just think that man, when you take everything into account, you take AD can guard players in the perimeter. I'm not saying that like the best, but he can stay with players out there in the perimeter. He's holding down that paint. He he takes pride in defense. Like I know you guys heard that on the broadcast. They were saying, like, you know, AD can go for 41 point night like this, but he takes pride in defense. Like, that's what he likes to do. That's how that's why this team is so elite. So I mean, great, you know, great, great, great shout out for the Timberwolves. But if AD doesn't get it this year, then then all these haters will be right. The NBA is rigged. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. I'll tell you what, though, great defensive performance indeed. Truly cannot thank everyone up for joining us. It is the Lakers fast break. Joe, let me bring it back over to you, my friend. You know, when it comes back to what we're seeing with LeBron and AD, also which we saw with Cam Reddish and the length that he provides, also Jared Vanderbilt. D'Lo, we got enough spots. And there were times where he was kind of shaky at times. But when, you know, they decided each and every one of them, whether it was D'Lo Austin, AD, or LeBron, anytime the Lakers took it into the paint, 86 points in the paint, Joe, that's the way to get it done, even when you're shooting like crap from the outside. The Lakers look as close to 2020 as I've seen them. They 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 had proved in 2020 that they had busted the modern-day three-point happy team, or culture, I should say. You saw... You saw paint domination, you saw defensive domination, you saw team defense domination, individual domination on the defensive end, timely timely shots. Timely shots is ultimately what we are looking for with this Laker team. We know that we don't have good shooters, not because we don't have good shooters, but it's just something about that Laker armor that doesn't make you shoot consistently. I don't. It, the, we still don't know what it is other than maybe it's the pressure of that, of that aura of the team, but I don't care. I don't care. I saw a team today dominate almost the entire game shooting two freaking three-pointers. They were over in the first half. Over. I mean, you don't see that. They won a game shooting 15% less in terms of field goal percentage than their opponent, and they won. So this team, just as if we're – 
numbskulls, right? We don't know what the hell we're talking about at this point in a lot of ways. We've said things the last few weeks that were reversed. This was this is a weird team. It's doing things that isn't supposed to be happening. But they're making it happen. In the end, there's only one step that matters, and that's the W. You would get the W's, and I will eat dirt if I'm wrong until the day we die. All I care about right now is that the Lakers win. And they win, and they win. Get number 18 in the rafters. And then we can sit back and say, we, we saw greatness again. You know, that's kind of what's exciting about what we've seen this last couple of days. We want AD and LeBron to play like this and Austin and D'Lo and, and Reddish because it's, it, it, it's enjoy it, 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 it's fun to watch the full potential of, of these guys play. It's fun. It's what makes sports great. Even if it wasn't a Laker, you know, you want to see guys like Wembyama. Wembyama was, was struggling for what, a few weeks there. He just had a 2020 game. You know, this is the NBA is unique in that you can have one guy just totally have you immersed in the game, no matter what team they're on or what their record is. It, it, it's those type of things. It reminds me of when Kobe was on those lackluster teams in the mid 2000s. Even though we knew they weren't a championship team, we still tuned in and watched and we were still entertained. But there's a lot at stake here. We need number 18 before the Celtics. That's imperative right now. And when you have LeBron James and AD on your team, I can't help but say we have to be greedy and want this to get done right away. I'm telling you, that almost bringing tears to my eyes. But uh, Mike Hunt, a uh, Clippers Don't fan. Don't say that. Well, you're just giving him... You're just yeah. giving no, him I what want, he wants. No, uh, Joe, the reason why is because I want Joe to go ahead and respond to this because, uh, you know, he comes up this, his quote for a team that has zero banners up on the, you know, crypt up there. Zero. Yeah. Taylor Swift has more banners up there than them. They go zero. Yes. Clippers been running this town. You're all scared. Who, who Joe, said that? Mike Hunt. So I was wondering, Joe, if you would respond to Mike Hunt in your own Joe inevitable uh, fashion. You are, it, Joe. You, you, you are what you you are what you call yourself, and that's essentially what your assessment is. But that's don't the energy the, you're, that's the energy you're bringing here. Well, you know what, Mike? I hope when you go sit down to the season opening game when the brand new arena. You know, in their brand new arena with all the new toilets that are there, that you're and you're waiting for all the wait. Hold on, when the banner ceremony goes on and it's only ten seconds long because you know you guys realize, oh, there's no banners going up because we sucked for for decades. Uh, what does that mean? I, I mean, seriously, you're, I'm not going to use the word troll. It's not a troll. I'm I'm a world class troll with with like I that I know what a troll is. This is just you saying nothing what does this mean lebron is not clutch what does that mean that's great what what what, 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 what does that do for you <laughs> seriously like it makes no sense how much more does lebron need to do for you to see he's clutch 38 win 14 championships get 50,000 points guy's been playing 21 seasons what? What's left? What do you? If LeBron retired after 2016, he would have floated into the Hall of Fame, and that was seven years ago. So what now? 
Let him have it, Joe. Clutch. Go Clippers. Let him have it, Joe. Yeah, that's that 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 is insane. We're bro, we were watching this game. LeBron James at 38 at 38 <laughs> years old. When he's coming down court, this man is forget absolutely about, unstoppable. Forget about what he's going on court. I want you guys to pay attention to this. When he makes a layup and he knows that the opponent is gonna do an outlet to get to the basket. Watch how fast he gets back on defense sometimes. He looks like he's running a seam route. For those of you who don't know what a seam route is, I'm sorry, Stone's not probably listening, but a seam route is when a receiver goes in. Usually it's a 10-yard and then comes in, and usually it's if – you, if you watch the old Niner teams, uh, West Coast offense used to do it a lot. But, I, I, yeah, the, the – Let's see here. He always needs a Kyrie Irving for him to Come win. Come on, okay. he just for you. not even. Yeah, Kyrie Irving, who, who who couldn't win more than twenty games when LeBron wasn't in Cleveland. Yeah, that good one there, dude. You don't know. You're 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 a buffoon, uh, and I, I say the word buffoon because I can't really curse on the here, even though I do once in a while. But you're you're you've lost your uh, you've lost your attention at this point. Right now, you're you, you're we're, we're done with you. Uh, LeBron James looks like a guy that knows he's one more run away from the table. And there's only one guy at that table. I'm sorry, Kareem. I know Kareem. People love Kareem, but I can't put the best player of all time who's a center. It's kind of like putting a pitcher as the, as the greatest baseball player of all time. It's to, A center is reliant on a guard to get him the ball. Uh, greatest players have to be a perimeter or a guard player. I'm sorry. That's just how I look at things. So right now, there's only one man on that table. Only one. And you all know who it is. LeBron guides this team with Darvin Ham as the coach to a championship. You are looking at a guy that now sits at that table with that one guy. And you can argue all you want what, 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 who is ahead of that table. You have an argument for either or. I'm still sticking with the other guy. But if somebody comes to me and says, Joe, LeBron, number one, I'll be like, all right, you got an argument. I'm not going to say anything because this is – you're not going to see this. I don't think you're going to see this again, not at least for a while. Maybe even 50 years when we have uh, platelet surgeries at halftime that regener- regenerates an ACL or something. <laughs> that's it guys this is in the in the in, in this era in this next 10 15 years i don't think you're ever i don't think you're gonna see anything like this again let me let me jump in here real quick joe because i have so I, i'm not gonna lie i have a little bit of a different perspective but i also full transparency am 24 years old i was born in 1999 so i did not you know i was not f- watching you know as intently um, maybe, you know, maybe as others, this, you know, this other man that you're speaking of, which we all know, which, you know, what you're talking about. And me personally, I, all, I always, I, I, I play respects. You know, I always had that other man as my goat until 2020. When I saw LeBron James at 36 years old, lead the league in assists and take a team to a championship. That was the year for me that was like, yeah, I, I just don't think when you take everything into account, longevity, prime, just take the way he changed the changed the game, the way he gave power to the players, like the landscape of the league forever to come. I to me, like that, like he's he he's been that guy for me. He's been at that table for me. He's been the leader of that table. So I I I just think that 
I, it's a it's a great you know there's a great analogy and and it's like how you said like I can't if somebody told me that they got you know they got MJ I can't sit there and you know debate it I'd be like okay you know absolutely makes sense but for me maybe because I just seen more of LeBron's run but that's that that's, that's probably what I, it is John it's yeah. what it is but the thing is you have to have watched Michael Jordan play it was scary how good he was it's it was scary especially if someone pissed him off you're you're done you were done. And the only guy I ever saw do things angry like that was Kobe. The difference between Kobe and MJ, there's a couple things that are that 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 have to play into that. Because I still say Kobe one and Michael Jordan one and two in terms of pure like talent, basketball, and accomplishment. I've never seen anybody play basketball as good as MJ and Kobe. LeBron plays amazing basketball too. I'm not saying he doesn't, but it's it's they just I can't explain it that they're, they're just they're they they had no weaknesses they just mm-hmm. didn't they weren't weak anywhere now LeBron you can you can say sometimes you know free throw shooting and his his, his post up game there was a minute there where he was starting to get really good in the post but he doesn't really use that a, a lot but I think the greatest discussion is is more to kind of enhance the fact that LeBron is going to a certain level here in the next few months to get a title. That's the only reason why I bring that up. I don't really want to get into that Absolutely. argument anymore, but um, it, it, in the end here to, to kind of put a button on this, the Lakers have, they have chemistry that's starting to kind of come together here. And if they're going to continue to play like this and continue to improve, Gerald, to answer your your concern, they're not going to likely have to drain LeBron and AD as much. The reason why it looked like they played a lot tonight was because AD and LeBron destroyed people tonight, and that's what it was. It's just it's just what what was needed. I hope that they can continue to play well and have those guys sit in those fourth quarters. I'm going to be looking for that. And they've had three already this season. Last year, they were never getting those. And they already have three of those in the first month and a half. So I'd like to see I'd like to see the team continue to improve. Guys like Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell, if they're doing their offensive duties and playing okay defense, I think we can get a chance. I think we'll get a chance to at least see every couple of weeks where LeBron and AD are not killing themselves late in the game. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is the Lakers winning 123 to 109. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. Lakers fast break along with John Costa from the Lakers corner. Also as well, Joe Sorrow from LakersBall.com. And of course, the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Magic Man, you know, we got criticized incorrectly by Rodell. We're still waiting for the apology on that that we always talk and prioritize offense over defense. I've been saying for years, defense and transition and get to the free throw line. Defense and transition. Defense and transition. What won today's game? Defense and transition. So when you hold the teams that you're playing against to 36.8% from the field and 24% from the three-point line, that is a masterful defensive performance. And for a show that, in his words, we're supposed to act and talk like all the other Lakers-centric podcasts. We're going to separate ourselves because we have the best opinions out there. And the best opinion tells you that we do talk defense more 
then he likes to know with a defensive performance like this magic man, how far can the Lakers continue to go with this dominant defensive showing? You can get to number one. Okay. I think they're trailing Minnesota by, uh, I think the point differential is, is almost six and a half, Gerald. It's close to seven. So I think you could get there, but um, I, more than likely, I think the, the Lakers would will be, you know, top five. That that that's my gut feeling, um, unless unless you really a- acquire down the road another like perimeter stalwart who's like a shot in the arm for you. It's kind of a big jump to go from from even from fifth or sixth best to to the best to eclipse Minnesota. Uh, that being said, Jill, I think the Lakers can be the de- best defensive team from here on out. And that's that's all that matters for us, as as long as they're keeping teams like under that one ten mark, I feel pretty good about most games here, Gerald. Even with the struggling shooting, we've got reinforcements, and saw tonight, Gerald, that the Lakers shot two three pointers and had eighty six points in the paint. So they're finding ways to win different differently Gerald which is a far cry from what we were talking about last year which is how you can quite conceivably try and lose every which way possible so I mean a year later and the kind of the script has been flipped a little bit I realize you know him kind of struggled in his first hundred games Gerald but it looks as though I'm not sure if they've turned a corner and it's him that's turned a corner as well and it's kind of confluence together create this dam that's gonna blow through the nba we hope so uh but you know we deserve we deserve to to hear a little bit about that because i mean you know ham has improved as a coach gerald may not like what's going on schematically still and rotationally but he's gotten a lot better with substitutions he's gotten a little better with shortening his rotation and understanding who's working well and who isn't. I mean, he just didn't throw Christian Wood out there tonight, Gerald, just to see what he could do. It was, nope, Jackson Hayes is in there. AD is in there. And I've got Vando and Cam and LeBron in the front court. I don't need to look at Christian Wood tonight. So positives on that end as well. There you go. We're starting to send the flowers the way of Darvin Ham. What do you say about that, John, before we head on out? Absolutely, man. We gotta we gotta give Darvin Ham his flowers because when it was time to critique him, we were very hard on him. And now he's made those adjustments. He's he's made this Lakers team even uh, even better, de- a even better defensive team. So honestly, I mean, I think that you know, me and Sean were talking about this at the beginning at the beginning of the show. We were talking about like Tyrese Halliburton. The last two games have had zero turnovers in the first quarter because of all them, all them high traps that Darvin Ham had the Lakers throwing at Tyrese, Ma- uh, Tyrese, not Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, he already had two turnovers in the end of the first quarter. So I mean, it, as the as a Lakers team, like you got to love the de- the the defensive scheme, and we got defensive minded players out there. So it 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 honestly it it, it absolutely worked, man. Honestly, I'm I'm. I mean, I'm very happy, uh, but my, my biggest thing is I want to see it continue because with Anthony Davis and 
the performance we saw tonight, even just the effort we saw tonight is like drastically different from other nights. And it's, it's and like, you don't even have to be like a basketball guru. You don't even have to play basketball to see it. You can just be watching the game and say, wow, that guy is trying a lot harder tonight than he was the other night. And th th that to me is, is the issue because this Lakers team will go where AD goes. When he goes, we're, we're going to be there. We're going to be at the top of the league as we see, but when he, you know, doesn't bring it, then it's kind of hard for this Lakers team to really – I don't even know what this Lakers team ceiling is without Anthony Davis out there. Joe, before we head on out and before I turn it back over to John and, and as far as uh, what he's up to at Lakers Corner with those awesome little YouTube shorts, I love the fact that he got me on one. And it's like the simple little Austin Reeves. And just there you go as far as centered all around it. One of these days I'm going to make a little short with Joe, say, you know, as far as editing in there and putting there – so, Joe, what do you really think about me? Gerald is awesome. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's like that. But before we edit out, I want to hear your thoughts. And I, I think the Sean might want to chip on the, in on this too, as far as you know the the fact that the Dodgers have now invested seven hundred million dollars. That's what you said. In, I'm pointing out what you said in the pregame on a designated hitter. Your thoughts on Shohei Otani? Coming now to Chavez Ravine. I don't think the Guggenheims would have Guggenheims would have agreed to do this unless they thought they weren't going to get a lot of that money back. Now, this contract's going to be complicated, more complicated than, than than most contracts in that it might not be a seven hundred million dollar contract, dependent on how Otani and his agent structured this contract so that they can have enough resources to win. A lot of props there for, for Otani. He wants to win. He doesn't just want to make a bunch of money, and that's it. Otherwise, he might have just stayed in, in, in An at Anaheim. We're going to have to wait a year for his UCL to, to, to heal, and he can be a pitcher. That's going to be huge. The Lakers, I'm sorry, the Dodgers still need to get at least one frontline pitcher. A lot of enthusiasm, a lot of a uh, lot of excitement. I think that part is always always fun to be around. Uh, murderous row of of Betts, Freeman, and Otani. Yes, that is a pretty darn good lineup. Will Smith. I hope uh, hope you can get something out of this because if you don't, if your slugging percentage continues to falter year every year, you're playing. You know, the, the Dodgers might need to start figuring out what the hell they're going to want to do with him. I have one issue, though, and I'm sure you guys already know this. Dave Roberts is still the manager. <laughs> and if you don't believe that a good manager matters, I want you guys to go back and look at the Texas Rangers before Bruce Bochy arrived this year. A manager matters. And for those of you who love Moneyball and love the movie, and love Brett, uh, Brad Pitt in the movie, and love Billy Bean. Moneyball, in terms of what it really is, it was, has always been a failure. It's always been a failure. It helps like this. That's it. When it matters, what matters is stop taking your best guys out too early because some sheet is saying it. And the one time that the Dodgers won a World Series, Kevin Cash pulled a Dave Roberts. The only time Dave Roberts won a World Series and when someone did him 
like he's done to everybody else. So that's my only concern with the Dodgers. I don't believe until I see it again that the Dodgers will win another World Series as long as that schlep rock is the manager. Okay. And I'm serious there. And on that note, as far as the Lakers, guys, we needed to see this to believe it. And the this team, the way it's constructed right now, is starting to prove to me that if they get into the playoffs, especially if they have a top four seed and they're healthy, you better watch out. Even if they have a lull between now and then, I think I, I think we've got it now. I think I think they've proved a little bit that they 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 can play. And my excitement is if you can continue this pace they're 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 on they're on a pace to win 50 games and that's having i think the most difficult schedule uh, other than maybe i think one other team i can't remember they played more games than anyone i think they, the, them, them in new orleans played not the most even games. including the extra game today right the extra game that didn't matter right <laughs> in terms of those standings <laughs> so now with that with that i want you guys to also remember if the lakers can t- continue to play at this pace let's say they're on a 50 win pace until February 22nd. Remember this. We talked about the schedule in the summer. That's when the Lakers don't leave the West Coast for over a month. That's when they can start separating themselves. They don't leave the West Coast time zone for a month. So, yeah. I think I think we're as long as there's no major injuries we're we're on we're we're we're, we're about to enjoy some stuff here and we got some good games coming up, so I'm excited. Magic Man, I uh, want to get it to you before we head it over to John with the with the pitch on the Lakers corner. Uh, you've been part of this incredible coverage all day. Uh, I truly appreciate every effort that you and Nick made uh, during the course of the playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break Live coverage. You were here for the pregame, and you were sensational there, my friend. Any last thoughts before we head on over tomorrow morning for the Lakerholics to hear what? Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom are going to say. <laughs> I, I've frozen Magic Man in time with that statement. No. I'll have a lot to say to Tom tomorrow. <laughs> you got a lot, you got a lot of attitude the last couple of nights. You, what do you think? You're a tough guy? <laughs> huh? Yeah. I'll take care of this after the show. <laughs> These deadpan looks. What are you going to do? And on that note, uh, John Costa, please uh, go ahead and give props to where you can as far as your two great channels. Let them know where they can find you and let them know what great stuff you got cooking up at Clutch Talk and also as well the Lakers Corner before we head on out. Yes, thank you very much for that, Gerald. And yes, um, I do have my two channels. I have a Lakers Corner channel, and that's for, you know, all you Lakers enthusiasts. You guys want to check out uh, more Lakers, uh, great Lakers uh, content, do game recaps after every game, uh, doing did, did uh, just, you know, separate videos. Um, I did a video with, with Gerald where we talked about really all things Lakers, you know, from their third star to LeBron's heavy minutes, talking about all that, you know, Come check it out. Come support. Like, uh, like, comment, subscribe. And then also, I have another channel right here. It's Clutch Talk. That is all things NBA, um, whether from the Lakers to the freaking Orlando Magic. We talking about it all, man. So come check it out. And uh, for Lakers Corner, that is on YouTube. And for Clutch Talk, that is on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And my guys over here at the Fast Break, man, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. This is uh, 
by far, you know, my favorite Lakers Lakers channel um, where I get my, my my Lakers love from, man. So I appreciate Sean, Gerald, uh, Joe. Appreciate all you guys and for all everybody in the chat too. Everybody, even 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 Darren. Darren was hating on me because I'm young, man. Come on, Darren. I know I was born in '99, but I still I still got to see a little bit of MJ, man. I still saw a little bit, but I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Come check it out. You're always welcome back here, my friend. Anytime you choose to, you just let us know. I also would love to see you on the playback coverage if you ever stop by as well. I want to thank everybody again for being patient to start off with. Again, apologies for my troubles on the computer, but you stayed with us, gave us one of our highest ratings of the year. And obviously everybody is thrilled with the fact that the Lakers are the inaugural NBA Cup champions with a outstanding victory tonight, 123 to 109, a just absolutely dominant defensive performance by Anthony Davis and LeBron James winning the overall tournament MVP. Truly sensational throughout. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Our continuous coverage of the Los Angeles Lakers continues tomorrow. Uh, Sean Grice, and maybe we'll be there. I will be there for Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. I'm interested to find out exactly what they're going to say. It'll be on. My gosh, no rest for the weary. No chance to sleep in because they wanted to. You know, do it, Laker Tom. 10 a.m. in the morning, Gerald. I've got a 1 p.m. San Francisco 49ers game. I'm like, that's three hours. Do we really need it? Do I need 10 a.m.? So, all right, Laker Tom. All right, we'll go ahead and do 10 a.m. tomorrow Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Join us then for Lakerholic Spotlight. Uh, yeah, and like most 49er fans, like 90% of you people, when they're 10 and 2, they can't not miss a game, Gerald. But when they're five and nine, always something to do on a farmer's market Sunday. <laughs> you know what? Give props to Brock Purdy. He's been playing really well. I, I I still think it's one of the best stories out there as far as. I'm not dissing the team. No, I never thought I'm you. I never said you fair weathered ass fans that they got up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know you're probably, but I was saying give props to Brock Purdy on that as far as his great season. I mean, I mean, from I mean Gerald, Gerald, you going to, you going to last go to in Le- the draft. You going to go to Levi Stadium and have, how much is a glass of red wine there, Gerald? Last time I checked, it was what, 180 bucks? Yeah, it's pretty pricey yes. for those seats, I'm telling you. For cheap ass red wine from Northern California. Kurt Affair says Laker Tom will trade Jamie for a case of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I might make that trade too, Jamie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Jamie's getting a whole bunch of heat and he's not even here. I love it. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. But for John Costa from the Lakers Corner, Magic Man Chuck Rice, and Joe Sorrell, thanks again for watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow for Laker Holic Spotlight right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.